Hello and welcome to the uh, What The Fork review show. It's been a little while since we've done anything like this where we kind of record on our phones. We record before the game, maybe during the game. I don't know if that'll be the case. And after the game, uh, it might work really well, especially when we win. That's always happened in the past. If you are listening to this now and we've got beat, sorry to have been broken the record. But me and Brad are both in Blackpool in the Travel Lodge overlooking the, the Bloomfield Road. Bloomfield Road. Bloomfield Road. Brad, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, very good. Uh, I was very drunk last night, <laughs> so when I seen you earlier, I was like on the road back to recovery. But now I've so I've had a few pints. I'm tipping the over the end now. I'm sort of going to end up in the state. Ross was on Boxing Day. <laughs> that state Ross was in. I didn't think you could actually get to that. No, point. credit to but, him. Um, yeah, fair play. I'm pleased he held it together. But um, obviously, we're looking at the the team just now. Um, two changes. Brad he's brought in Roberts, and obviously Sims has to come out because Everton have taken him back. Uh, probably touching that a little bit in a minute, but um, I think deserved start for for Patrick Roberts. Bit of a shame for Abdullah Bar because he was very very good, but um, Mishu keeps his place. Um, what what you meant in the lineup? Kind of deserved replacements and as expected, or I, th- I think it was as expected. I mean, the only change I was thinking maybe was Evans coming back in. Yeah, with was t- when Morbis said he was wasn't injured. It was just maybe a bit of fatigue. Well, he's on the bench. Um, I thought Michu first half, especially the other day, was actually uh, looked very good. And it was a lot where I think Morbury said before his injury that he was going to come back. He was maybe he's going to get his start. So he's seen something. I think we've seen that the other day. Maybe it's a bit harsh on Barr, but I think Barr put a hell of a shift in. You've got to think he came off with a bit of a knock as well. So maybe it's precautionary why he's uh, not starting. But yeah, it's as expected. Um, Roberts definitely deserves his chance because when he came on the other day him and Ahmad just took the piss yeah absolutely took the piss and if them two can link up Morbury said for weeks he has to find a way to get these two both in the same team they're both in there let's see what they can do yeah absolutely and I think we'll probably see um, Diallo in that kind of free roll almost but number 10 on the, the team sheet like he did the other night and well, he, he, decent goal um, the other night. Was it, wanna... it wasn't too bad. Um, it was one of the only goals I hadn't celebrated for a while. We both just watched the telly, me and Ash, and went, oh my God, by the way. Just <laughs> what, hands what on your head done? like uh, Dan Neal of an iron. It was amazing. Um, saying that, you'll be Jewish thinking now, but fingers crossed when you listen to this, he, he hasn't. But I think, um, you know, time is speaking, obviously, and anything can change after 90 minutes. It's a long time in footy, but hard to drop Mishu who I thought was really really good the other night and you know what I quite liked about Mishu um, I always thought he was a number 10 but he, he looked like actually Bar and, and Mishu switch, switched around I, I agree with you on Bar. I think it's really unlucky I really liked him in that advanced role um, but you, you cannot not play Patrick Roberts Roberts came on for like what the last 30 minutes he won a penalty he scored the second one was involved in the build up for this, the, the, sorry, the third one as well and then obviously the fourth one he's got the assist for as well after a nice little bit of play so it's like if you don't start him at this point I don't think it's going to be a case of Roberts knocking on the door he's going to knock it down there'll um, be no door left there'll be no door left as, 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 as one as, as uh, unnamed man once said yes unnamed man <laughs> um, but I think you know, it's a really big chance to put another win on, on the board and and uh, maybe it's because it's Blackpool on New Year's Day and we've all had a little bit m- too much to drink um, and we've all been kind of riding on the crest of a wave but it does feel like a really good time for someone to to kick on even further and maybe start I, I don't know if you can look much further up the table but I think you know, three. if we get a third win on the bounce today 
that is massive in the context of maybe changing what we think this season could be, isn't it? It's huge, yeah. I mean, Blackburn was the early kickoff, and I've just looked there, and they've, they've won 1-0. So now it's weird to say we need to start keeping in touch with Blackburn, maybe. As, yeah. And, I mean, they don't draw, so at some point they're going to they're gonna lose. We need to be ready to strike and overtake them, and then we need to be the team now with a different mentality of teams are trying to chase us down. We're in this position on merit. We've played well. I think we need to sort of kick on and make sure that we're not looking behind us now. We're always looking forward. Yes, and I think I was saying the other night. You know, worst case scenario, say we don't win today, or, or we win today and then and then lose in a couple of weeks. We're going to lose games, and I think I said the most impressive thing is we rarely lose games back to back or three games in a row, which is. I think it's massive. I think I've said numerous times since we've even done this podcast that the reaction is always the most important thing, not the actual when you get beat. We are going to lose games at some point. And if we don't get playoffs, no one's going to cry and moan about it and get angry. Um, but there's a real... Well, I mean, I might cry depending on how close it is. Like, I will. I predicted fifth. You did. <laughs> and I just love taking the piss out of you saying I knew this would happen. The <laughs> thing is, rewinding this back to the last day of the season and it's like it's like going to be like 99-2000 where we've just got to win and hope Chelsea get beat to get into Europe and we'll go, what if we're getting Europe? It's been nice. And then you gutted that. Yeah, Absolutely devastated. Um, but I think, it, you know, on a serious note, it's, it's, it's less pressure. It's, it's so much less pressure on, on Sunderland to, to get in the playoffs because if we don't, that's that's all right. I think even at this point, even unless we went on a dramatically bad run, which is always possible with any team, and especially yeah. in this division, um, you can see it's a real season of progress um, and probably better than what we expected. Even if we maybe fritter away and come back a little bit, but um, I want to before obviously we move on to the well, the next bit will be probably either half time or it'll be uh, full time our reaction stuff like that, and hopefully we're as happy. But Ellis Sims obviously not in the team today because he's been recalled by. Blackpool uh, Everton sorry um, yeah he used to play for Blackpool he did um, so I don't think I'm saying anything different here Brad but it really took me back a little bit that they've, they've got rid of him and I, and I think if I'm honest I want to downplay it but I think that's quite a big miss if I'm honest all Sims it is yeah I mean he's done well um, I did say the other day for their first for their goal Wiggins goal I thought he was a little bit lazy yeah he was and that's the first time I think I've said it I, I even had a little was it a Twitter argument with Keelan nah maybe it's not it was just something where he's disagreed with what I've said but love it, Matt Keelan it, it, he's a good lad but we had a bit of a dis, like a, a difference of opinion which is fine um, look he's, he's, he's played 15-16 games scored 7 goals couple of assists that's great He's not Premier League quality. He's not. And, and I'm sorry, Ellis, but yeah, I, do, I hope he proves us wrong because I'd be. I'd be he so won't be by the end him. of the season. He's maybe he needs two years in this league. I think he does. Um, the the potential's there. Oh, absolutely. Everton bringing him back, and then Lampard's comments saying they need him off the bench at some games. It's like, like another option. Off are the they bench. trying to stop his development? That, that, that's my worry is he'll go back there he might score one or two before now until the end of the season because he gets thrown on when they're 3-0 down someone yeah he'll pull one back that's not going to help his development no he's scoring a goal which is meaningless because he's not playing from the start he might get a look in from now on what, what's left in the Premier League 25 30 games whatever mm-hmm. he'll be lucky to start five yeah because Calvert-Lewin's now back and that's their main man and I mean Calvert-Lewin in the championship would score about 40 goals probably he would it's, it's just it's. I mean I can see why Everton have done it that. look they, they need yeah, to score goals and ultimately he's their player mm-hmm. and we knew at any point and it's the same with Ahmad Touchwood 
touch wood quickly uh, <laughs> that they can be recalled that's one of the things with the loans I mean the one example you can go back to is last season we recalled Anthony Patterson yeah because we needed him we were short and look he's turned out to be our number one and Notts County fans were a little bit pissed off you can see why but ultimately where his parent club Everton Sims parent club if they think they can get him in the side good luck to him I, I wish him so much luck I just think Everton have taken a big gamble on his development at such a young him. age we did it with Pickford at Preston we brought him back and didn't really play him yeah um, I, think I mean I'm not, I'm not going to say Ella Sims is now going to be England's number no. nine but Certainly not it, it can work one. both ways I mean yeah there's yeah. players that have been recalled before and I've got no examples but you've seen them be recalled and they just fizzle to nothing I feel sorry for Ellis Sims, that's who I feel most sorry for, because I think ultimately Sunderland will probably now be forced to bring in a striker. I think it also potentially gives us, maybe, oh, I know that the numbers are coming out, but was Stuart today, I, I, I better not touch on that. If I say anything, I'll be in big trouble. No, we'll leave it. Um, if I say anything, I'll be in big, big trouble. Um, so I prefer not to speak. Um, but I think with Sims ultimately, you know, we can probably replace him. Um, we can probably bring someone in. And he's not our main striker, but... I think for me, Ellis Sims has scored two in his last two. He's starting to look like a real good finisher. He's starting to be really appreciated by the Sunderland fans. I know he's a bit more, Mike, but you see, I mean, I, I think he I think he works. He's a finisher. You were talking about it on the pod the other day. I think he works day. his off as well, but he's a great finisher as well. With that guy from the Blackpool pod. Yeah. And he said he didn't see Yates, for example, as a replacement for Ross Stewart, which now makes me think, following from uh, Keith Downey's tweet yesterday. Keith. He's maybe he's heard the rumour about Stewart's contract and then heard that mm. we maybe he's looking at Jerry Yates, put two and two together and said Yates a replacement. I think the club have known this for maybe a week or two and they've touted Yates as maybe he's the replacement for Sims. What's your thoughts on? Cause obviously and he's not on the team today, Yates. He's on the bench. Yeah. Which is... Interesting. Is there something in that? Before Sims got recalled or there's even talk of it, there was talk that we were going to recall uh, Broadhead. Uh, there's a few people saying don't go for it there is an element of me to be honest that thinks yes go for it there's also another part of me that says well I can't remember who tweeted it the other day but it really made me laugh obviously I think people would have saw I put hi at Nathan Broadhead do you want to pick it up in the morning pal and yeah. some guy co-tweeted it which was very funny and said uh, he probably won't want the lift unless he's got the front seat which I thought <laughs> was actually quite clever but there's, there's that element as well but I think ultimately if if Nathan's available on a permanent deal, I don't want a loan. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take. That, that's what you're saying. There. I would not take him back <clears> on loan. Million pound, and I think there's a question to be asked. Yeah, um, I would have taken, but I'd have snapped your hand off the border back in the summer. Yeah. When it comes out that he didn't think he would get in ahead of Sims or Stewart, and he wasn't willing to come for the fight, and thought he'll go to Wigan, who've got seven strikers, and he'll go in the Wales squad. Which, can't confirm that to be fair but that was the, but that, that was, was what Alex that, Neil hinted that's the big talk it? isn't it that's what Alex Neil hinted at now he's coming back in if he comes in then we go and buy another striker is he is he going to sulk again mm. but if it's a permanent then he knows he's our player this is his home yeah I'm all for that but no don't get him back on loan nah me I think the same as well I hate I falling in love with loan players I'm fed up with it. I'd be fucking arsed with another one. I'm still, still sad about Danny Rose leaving. Um, but ultimately, back on, obviously, back into today's game. By the time you're listening to this, you're going to know the score. You're going to know how we've performed. Hopefully, um, it's as optimistic as it feels at the moment um, before the before the game. But I think 
I have a feeling today, my, if I'm going to make a prediction, I said 1-1 during the week, I'm not going to change from it. And that is she out with the fact of, I'm not used to seeing someone win three games in a row, not because I don't feel confident, but I think ultimately if you're, if you're summoned as a team and Mowbray as a manager, you've got to look at today's game and say, well, there's three points that are on offer, isn't there? Yeah, um, that's what I spoke to in the pub about it. and I'm feeling very confident. I think I think we'll beat them 3-0. I think there's that sort of... I mean, I'm going to sound like I'm going to sound like a fucking idiot when we get beat three now. <laughs> but I, I just feel like we the other day we I don't think we got out second gear, third gear, Mm-mm. and we made Wigan look like a Sunday League team. And, the, and if Wigan, Wigan, Wigan now, beat these, Ahmad probably wasn't even his best game, but he put he has that bit of quality. And I even put in the group with us at half time the other day. You've got to think we've got Stewart. We're playing this. We're playing all right. We're battering them. But we've got Stuart Pritchard and Roberts to come on. Mm-hmm. Two out of the three of them are starting today. I, I can't see anything other than a Sunderland win. My fingers crossed. Um, Brad will probably reconvene either at eight half time or full time, depending if I can find you. But um, I think. Does Ashley do you have a prediction? Do you have a prediction? She doesn't mm. have a prediction. Ashley um, says Blackpool. <laughs> But uh, hopefully we're back at half-time or full-time, depends on what happens next. You'll soon know in a minute, or seconds. Um, and Sunderland have performed as well as they have done the past few games. If not, well... We've well, had a good festive period we've anyway. we enjoyed ourselves, <laughs> haven't we? Yeah. Came back at half time, but I'll be honest, I wish we hadn't. I wish we just packed it in, mate. Like the 3 0 win is not on. Um, Will you edit that out? I'll try my best, <laughs> mate. I. But um, yeah, like I said, you know, I said hopefully with the uh, the positive feeling will continue into the match. And so far, I'll be honest, it hasn't. Brad, first off, not not really good enough, is it? No, they look like they want it more. Um, 100% agree on that. This is desire, it's not about quality. I, I think when the injury happened to Roberts, have we changed shape to a back form? We've looked a little bit better. I mean, that's not saying much because we started off absolutely appalling. Um, we're getting in good areas at times, but it's not happening enough. I mean, we've had that one, Ahmad's at the bar again, yeah. identical to the Wigan one, I think. Um, I mean, we've waxed, we waxed Liverpool about them earlier in the season, but for me, the last 10 games, Jack Clark has not been at it. At least five, yeah, he's it, been through. He's been put through there by Ahmad on the far side, and the first touch is appalling. And he's not doing the same as what he'd done earlier in the season where he's getting the ball and he's running at people, he's stopping and coming back and we're having to start again. It just seems a little bit pedestrian for me. I think Jack Clark, um, and I hope you proved me wrong, and obviously he had a great start of the season, but I would say at least the last five. I said it against Wigan, if I was to say anyone I thought was a little bit under par, it was maybe Jack Clark, but he obviously not going to complain when you were so good as we were against Wigan. But like the one way he's tried to take four players on in the box, like just get your shot off. Diallo took it the is. ball off him beat two men within like quick second and got shot and it was blocked fair enough but Jack Clark's like he's been doing it all season where and he, to be fair he's got like four goals and six assists so I can't complain too much but like for like I, I can't really remember his last assist and there's been a few times this season where you like pull the trigger you've done all of the hard work we're starting to see and I hope it's not going to be 
something where other fans have said when we've signed Jack Clark when he's been on loan at them, he just can't cut it. We know he's got the capabilities, but lately I've seen the Jack Clark that signed for us in the January, February, March period. Yes. Where he's just so frustrating, he's got talent, and it's. I don't want I'm not just digging him out. No, I mean, no, no, not at all. Like. I'm seeing that type of Jack Clark, and we know he's got the capability, and that's what the frustrating thing is for me. Um, but you can, for me, it just. Not everyone, you know, Diallo, um, Roberts, great little bit of play. Ballard's done well. But even like. There's a few plays there that just, for me have just not had the second ball, not got the loose balls, and and that for me always comes down to just desire, and that's yeah. that's my worry. Um, they look I, dangerous on the break because they want it, and when they're running at us, I'm like, oh. But we again, I, I don't know if we have, but it looks like we have changed to a back four, and we look a different. little bit more compact because they have got in behind us a few times as a back three. Listen, we know we can do well as a back three, but keep this shape, Mowbray is going to be getting into them at half time and like you said when Roberts and Amad are getting on the ball it looks like things are going to happen, yeah. Jay Hume is getting by them. I think Hume's been excellent for what it's worth, I think yeah. it's a good game, I think he's won all of his battles, he's back to, he's, he's back to Roberts and he's, up. he's getting forward, yep. even when we're in the back four he's getting forward, we need to start giving Stuart more service into the box, I mean there's once, maybe he's once or twice half chances have fell to him. Um, but when Stewart's getting the ball, he's coming so deep, or he's winning something in the end, there's no one running off him. We need someone closer to us, Stewart. We need to get Ahmad, for me, Ahmad and Roberts are the ones that can change this, because when they get the ball, it looks like their, their defence is terrified of them. Yeah, and, and we have to utilise that. There's no, the, the big thing for me is, um, and I hope it changes at half time, and hopefully by the time you listen to full time, it's, this has been changed and we're delighted, and it's, oh, Graham's right. Um, but for me, I praised him at the hilt during the week and for me just haven't wanted it today and that's been my issue. Well he got in the yellow card early on so he, he's, you always say he's like bought on the tightrope isn't he? Um, I said to the lad sat next to me at half time the change I'd make straight away especially with the shape change is I'd be bringing Corey Evans on. 100%. For Mishu, and now it's nothing against him. Look, he's a young lad. He's going to have bad games. He's going to have good games. Just take him off. Take him out the firing line. He's on the yellow card, so he can't put any tackles in. Bring Corey Evans on. That just gives us that little bit continuity that we've had all season alongside Dan Neil. Yeah. Um, it's the, the two in midfield now. It's relatively new for them, and they're both young lads. Bring Corey Evans on. Shore that up just in front of the defence. And let's just get at them. They're here for the taking, don't get me wrong. I, I, I have no doubt at all that we can come out second half and bang two, three, four goals in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, if we can play the level we can play, that's, I think that's the, that's the point I was trying to make before. The frustration is, when we have played well, uh, poorly, sorry, it's not because we're like just angry about playing poorly, it's because they set such a standard. Like all of the players. Such a high standard that we've set. Yep. When they dip below it, they're right to be criticised because if we hadn't had such a good season, then we could maybe accept some games like this, but because we know that they're capable, it makes we're disappointed. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not frustrating. I would say it's more it's a, it's a disappointment. disappointment. They know they can do it, we know they can do it, but just not playing at that level. And all it takes is that extra little tiny step up. These are near the fucking bottom for a reason. Or yeah. near the top. We need to get at them. It's it's just fine margins. Like there's, there's been balls put in behind and we're just not making the most of it. But we're getting in good areas where on another day we'd have maybe scored three or four in that first half without playing well. We've done it in the past. We've, we've scored once or twice at least without playing well. Yeah. Because of the talent we've got. We need to... 
I, I can still see the scoring, don't get me wrong. Yeah, me too. I mean, like I've just said, the shape change. The last 5, 10, 15 minutes of that first half, we were getting at them a little bit more. Hit the bar. Like, we hit the bar. Roberts darted past them from the right-hand side. That was danced to half the team. run that, by the way. And Talk about desire, and that was sheer desire to get the ball forward. Absolutely. So, like, take Diallo and Roberts and human a few players out with that desire coming because I thought... Robert's desire just to get past his man and do whatever he could to get his right of the pitch was tremendous. Nothing. Um, we're not playing the Ross Stewart's strengths, mind. Yeah, he's we're not playing the same. He, really. we're, we're playing the same type of football as we were playing when we didn't have a striker. We were trying to hold on for it for too long. We're not utilising the fact we've got a six foot six fellow in the centre. Just put it into him. Yeah. If he doesn't get on the end of it, it's not their fault. It's Ross Stewart's fault. We need to stop allowing at the opposite end, Medine, to have so much say. Yeah. I feel like Medine is just like. Trying to stick his, yeah, his arm in Ballard's face. Before. Yeah, he's trying to bully them. And he's, he's, to be fair, I've never seen Bailey Wright done for like physicality or that much pace and that maybe, but I feel like Medine has won every ball against Bailey Wright today, and that's a bit of a concern because it's allowing their like young, tricky players that realistically you can squash because of the size, yeah. like the Patinos and stuff like that. You, they get more and more into the game. But, but, but Brad, like, like, I think we missed Danny Bart. And I know we've won the last two. Danny Bart would right? not have lost that We could that win five in a row. I'd still say at the back, we still miss a Danny Bart figure. Yeah. And that's the only thing I would say is a bit of a concern if we have to continue for how long the place we've got. Yeah, Brighton do the job. We've got a well-looked one in place. We still don't... I'm, I'm not as confident as I was when we were lining up if it in a back three. We're barred at the heart of it. He's been our best player this season. That's, my, that's my worry. But, listen, it's 1-0. Still, isn't it? We've turned it around in the past. Wigan were 1-0 down at half-time. Um, we've been 2-0 up in games and the football teams have turned around by not. And I'm hoping that it's the old... Uh, when you were talking to your Blackburn fan on the preview pod, that Tony may... Tony Maybury, Maybury. Maybury. <laughs> Morgan's teams play well first or second half. I'm hoping that's the bad one out of the way and we do something second half. I hope that actually comes into fruition now. Yeah, and and I think obviously we've talked a bit half time. We don't normally do this. I think probably the uh, if that continues the poor first half, then we kind of dissect it and look a bit more into it and then see. But there's 45 minutes to go yet, and it's funny how big 45 minutes is in football. If we can turn it around and play the football, we can play fair enough. And you know what? If we don't, we'll try our best not to be down when you come back and we, we said just during the week the best thing about Sunderland this season is we've all responded to occasional bad performances um, so I will tip us to get it back and I'll stick with my 1-1 prediction can I say 3-1 now yeah <laughs> now we've conceded I still think we'll score 3 4 goals you just wanted it slightly differently yeah, yeah fair enough right catch you full time hopefully it's a lot cheerier So we're back and um, before we go in any aspect of the game, I just want to point out that I got a prediction right. That's two in 24, <laughs> which well, is the start. We'll go with two in 60 because I don't think you got any right last year. No, I got four near the start of the season and then tailed off a little bit. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I think obviously everyone will, be, will have been listening to the the second part, or the third part, sorry, now when you've listened to the second part of um, half time, and obviously we weren't happy with what we'd seen first half, although we were realistic, we said we were in it. Ultimately, lo and behold, we did what we hoped we would do and had a really good second half. Um, really turned up in the second half, got a goal, a couple of inches away from 
for maybe getting a second in in a sense we're talking at like quarter past five just now back in the hotel in Blackpool and it feels like you know maybe maybe we could have won that but we didn't um, ultimately I've left the game feeling really positive but Brad you're, you're back with me uh, we discussed a lot in half time about the performance and how it needed to improve um, thoughts on that second half performance much better I did say if it's a typical Mowbray one where hopefully the first half with us being shite we're going to be good second half and credit to every single one of them second half I thought they all came off with their heads held high um, like you said we should have nicked it Ross Stewart could have got on the end of one Ahmad Stewart at the bar again it's just these fine margins but ultimately mate we, we said come through this Christmas period with seven points we'd be delighted I'm happy um, I know we got in on Jack Clark a bit at half time thought he was really good second half great second um, half on yep, yep but one player I think that made a difference for me was Abdullah Bar when he came on I just think he gave us something extra in midfield got his foot on the ball a bit broke up play but drove us forward Um yeah, I can't really argue. Touched on bar there. I think you know us in the the crowd and the lads and the lasses who were with us, and, and I think we touched on the half time. I haven't edited back, so maybe we didn't. But I'm pretty <laughs> certain we said that uh, Corey Evans would have made a difference from issue as it was. It, it was bar that came on, and I thought um, one thing I like about bar. I thought we were going to get uh, like a Corey Evans, a young Corey Evans, and a Frenchy version of him that can like distribute a little bit. But we, <laughs> we I thought he was going to be. Uh, I thought he was going to be a bit more defensive but the last two games he's played a bit more advanced and he he really gives us something and before we go into his performance what I quite liked about Barr was and I don't know how many people saw this but at the end obviously he had the chance to put the ball in it was cleared the end of the 90 minutes when the, the kind of the minute the whistle's gone he's lying on the floor punching the floor because he's so frustrated that we haven't won the game and potentially with like the fact that he felt the ball wasn't good enough but I thought um, he gave us a real impetus I thought and I think after having what was it four or five games where we hadn't seen him, he's he's really starting to show what excited us originally, but in a more advanced position. We've, it looks like we've got a player on our hands there, doesn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I mean, we said how much we we said we uh, enjoyed Mitu's performance the other night. He was hampered early doors today with his yellow card. Um, we probably didn't see him at his best. Yeah. And that's not taking anything away from him. Referee was dishing yellow cards out today like they were going and out he, of fashion. He, yeah, I didn't think he was great today, Mishy, but he's a young boy and, and like you've got to give him a little bit of patience whether you come from PSG yeah. or Morecambe, he's still the same but age. But we'll give Bar that same patience and look at that's yeah, paid off. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I just thought he was excellent when he came on. Um, just the way he kept getting us up the pitch, turning his man on like inside our half and just driving us at 10, 15 yards and then just giving it to our flair players like I say Jack Clark really good a lot of our, our good work came down that side second half um, and I thought Roberts and Ahmad linked up very well second half as well that was something I was really happy to see um, but I've just said before we came on on the pod another player that I want to quickly touch on for me was Trey Hume again yeah great yeah I mean I know he's people will say oh he's just filling in for now but for me Gooch has to work hard to get his place back because the last two games Hume's undroppable he was brilliant yeah, I agree. Now, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he got the assist with the header today. And yeah. We talked first half about um, Desire, and I talked about how it annoyed me that it wasn't there. And I said, it better be there second half. It was. And, and I think kind of evidence of that was the fact that when that loose ball dropped in the box, he anticipated it and he went for it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It might have been Daniel, but I'm pretty certain it was Tri Hume. Either way, the desire that came from the, win that header and give Stuart the chance was kind of what made the difference for me we got the ball first second half you touched on um, Diallo and Roberts there honestly like 
there was a point today when I turned around and went, I can't believe I'm watching Sunderland the way them two players. Have a joy to watch them too. Like, lovely and the lovely footballers. Like I say, we, we are we disappointed we haven't got a win? But I'm more confident, I'm more positive just by watching the football we're playing, knowing we're gonna win more than we're gonna lose if we keep playing like that. We we didn't lose, which is absolutely fine. <laughs> Look, we came away from home on New Year. It's not a bad not a bad result Seven considering points. the first half. It's seven points with maybe a poor forty-five out of the three of them, and it's and it, and again it, it's um we've talked a lot about response with Sunderland this season, um and I don't want to go back through all the things that could have set us back, but typical Sunderland, uh, losing our manager four games in, there's a setback. Losing Ross Stewart for three months, there's a huge setback. Losing Ella Sims for I think nine ten games, eleven actually I think. And now for forever. And now forever another knock again today. And you know he's not the only like Danny Bart's been out player this season. He's been out for the past few weeks. This this first half, poor second to most balls. You can hear what we thought at half time, and we talked about response and we said, look, let's hope that we're back on the response and and we're, we're what an inch, an inch away from winning yeah. three and three. And I think ultimately, I think that's as much as the football's nice, as much as the signings seem to have worked, as much as you've got good young players coming through, it, it's ultimately attitude. I've seen desire and, and will to win second balls and will to to win. And I said, you know, I've seen the, the lads bring it plenty of times this season in um, games when I kind of felt they needed it and they set a standard. And we said that at half time and in the second half they did raise a standard. I know Blackpool are second bottom or whatever. I know they're not in great form, but they were a tricky team to play against. And the first half was poor. We had to come back into it we weren't really getting much clear cut chances they went really narrow yeah. really deep um, and second half I'm really struggling to say any player wasn't very good I thought Mishu was poor today but even second half he picked up a bit um, yeah. seemed to expect that the ta- tackles were going to be hard and they are going to try and squash him and he started getting better for me you touched on Tri Hume there's one player who I thought set the entire tone second half for me um, and he had a fantastic game during the week against Wigan and I thought he had a fantastic second half and I thought he drove us forward and made all the right decisions Dan Neal yeah I, I can't really argue with that I thought he was very tidy he, he doesn't he's not scared of coming deep and playing that Corey Evans role well but he's not scared of turning his man no it has maybe he's <laughs> been a detriment to him in the past the one that comes to mind Sheffield United yeah but he's not scared he's not scared to do it he's not dwelling on it so it was it's, it, it is really good and another one that I want to quickly mention is our man Luke again there was a point in the second half he put a great tackle in and he just came to the crowd and got us all going and I think that drove us on as well the crowd was great second half I thought yeah I mean you said there Blackpool's a tricky place to come I thought their crowd to be fair I've said to you I will never compliment a crowd with a drum but they were quite good yeah I thought they, they got were, behind their team um, they made it a bit of a hostile environment for our players yep. pitch is so narrow to the fans so close um, but the lads stood up to the second half look we, we've we said everything we need to say at half time about what happened first half we're now speaking for me about the second half and I'm happy with it and I, I, I am a little bit disappointed that we didn't get because like you say it's, it's an inch if we've hit the bar first half with Diallo we've hit the bar with Stewart Stewart should have gotten the end of one in the second half Ahmad's an inch away from heading it in just these fine margins but all in all We've came away, we've got a point and we've picked up second half. We've we've corrected the mistakes that were there first half for me. And like you say, the desire was there second half. Yeah. Um 
I think Tony Mowbray's team talk was maybe he's linked to your phone because everything that we said <laughs> at half time corrected in the second half so so we're not doing that again then no <laughs> so no it's fine it's not the best thing in the world but for me it's fine yeah and, and I can't remember uh, when we discussed it but I'm pretty certain on one of the review shows we said you know like going into the, the Christmas period how many would you be happy with and I think pretty much all of us felt that even seven was an overreach because there was two away games there with, you know, I don't near the bottom of the league, but, but Wigan and Blackpool, there's no, anyone can beat anyone in this league. Look, let's be honest about it. Like, you can beat, you know, even when we were like the worst championship side that I've ever seen in my life, we went and like, Spanked Derby. Derby 4-1 on a Friday night. Like, um, so any of that kind of thing can happen. There's no easy games in this league, as cliche as it is. Um, and we also had a game against third in the league um, that hadn't lost a game yeah. once ago in front. We've come out of it with seven points. Um, we've now, most importantly, and I think this is a big thing, we spoke about this just, obviously, I was going to say privately, that sounds like we've had a private <laughs> conversation. We spoke about this and didn't record it. Um, about the break we've now got, uh, potentially, I don't know whether we'll see anyone come in before then. You never know. I mean, there might have been people that are lined up. I imagine they've got specific targets. That might not happen in the first week. But with Shrewsbury in the cup, um, look, an FA Cup run would be amazing. I'd love it. And I really don't want to get beat at Shrewsbury because they're a team below us. There's a couple of excellent players in there. And you don't want any momentum to be sort of taken taken away from the way the team and, and the club are at the minute. But ultimately, we can probably afford to make one or two changes and should come out with a win. But ultimately, a, a big rest for a couple of players because we haven't got a league game for a couple of weeks, I think. I would say it would be a rest for some of them, but with the injuries we've got, we might be forcing to play in a lot of the lads who would naturally have came out the side. The likes of Bailey Wright would have been playing as mm. a fringe player, but now he will have to play because we haven't really got a choice. I think when we play in the Cup, you might see the light. Rig was on the bench today, just a kid. The young boy. I think you might see him make his professional debut. That would be great to see. How old are you again? 12? 13? Around then. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the model. He's in the model. Um... Yeah, but for some of the lads who are coming back from injury, like so Ballard, Stewart, it was a chance for them to get a rest after like a hectic uh, Christmas schedule. Um, I think we might see four or five changes, and there might be some of the lads from the 23s that do get put in. Obviously, Patterson will get a rest. Um, but no, because Alex Bass will be going up front, so we can score from yeah. our uh, set pieces. <laughs> no, we're not playing the Newcastle. We won't go and I think Ahmad will be taken out. He's he's yeah. got to have a rest. He's played literally every minute since. The, the last thing we want is a, a League One like defender just slightly missing. He's just getting battle. a stupid niggle or yes, a muscle cool. injury out like that. You take the likes of Ahmad, Clark, Roberts. You take them out the side, and you chuck in the likes of like Baal getting from the start. Yeah. Um, Bennett, Bennett, uh, Diaku. We said Diaku's got something about him. Whether he's going to really make the next step up. But he was a League One player last year. It's a chance to see what he can do again. Yeah, and, and you've got like uh, the likes of Huggins and that. I mean, I suppose a lot depends on whether they go on loan as well. There's been a bit yeah. of a hint today, sort of between people at the ground, and we heard a little bit about. I think it was Diaku and Huggins maybe going on loan. I don't think it would surprise that many people. We, I have a feeling, I don't know why, because he's an attacking option. He played up front, and I don't think he's a forward as much as I don't think Leon Deck is a forward, but potentially Jack Diamond could maybe return yeah there's been whispers he's going to be coming back and obviously today is the news that Ellis Taylor's been recalled from Hartlepool yeah wouldn't be surprised to maybe see him get some minutes in because he's only played 
Well, he's played 86 minutes since he's been on loan there. Yeah. Waste of time. So maybe see him get some minutes in him, see what he's about. We're playing a league one side. If we win, great. If we lose, oh well. It's it's. I don't want to see us lose. No. Same. But it's not gonna. It's not gonna really affect my mood too much if we get knocked out of the FA Cup because cup runs in the past, as we well know, even though it was the Papa John's, has been a detriment to what the season is. So if we get knocked out. So be it. If we go through, we get a good tie. Great. Yeah. Happy either way. But it is a chance to give these lads a little bit of a rest because I think they are starting to become knackered and they're all bent still. You've got to remember that. They're still young. And I heard, obviously, we heard today as well that a lot of the boys that played, we heard this after the game. And I think it's it's not just us here now. Obviously, we haven't confirmed it. And Tony Moby might have spoke about it since then or denied it. Who knows? But I think there was a virus going around a bit today. Yeah. Um, I heard that. So potentially, some of those players that were playing today were not feeling very well so again another blooming setback another one we've bounced back from if it's true yeah I mean I think Ross said it in the group halfway through didn't he yeah. some of them and when I looked Luke O'Neill had a big patch of Vicks on I think Ballard did there was a few of them that had the big yeah I think there was a virus the size of Ballard's chest that must have been like a massive tub of Vicks because a five litre tub <laughs> I was looking at him today and I was just like that man is an absolute unit. he's huge uh, it's absolutely huge you don't realise I mean I haven't seen him up close um, probably the first game I have seen him that close because usually stage him light your miles away um, he's massive he's enormous mate <laughs> it's scary how big he is good player as well um, yeah he's, he's very tidy really good since he's came back in very tidy he's, he's pretty much picked up where he left off uh, one or two little mishaps give away the penalty silly foul today uh, on the far side but mm. all in all He's a good tidy player. Soundly. Um Yeah, I, I mean, there's not much I can really be negative about the second half. No. I said more about negative stuff first half. If we were doing this on the normal podcast, we review the full game, we'd get into it a bit more, but everything negative was said first half. There was nothing second half where I was thinking, oh, uh, everything was fine. Yeah, ultimately positive again. Another review show where we've ended maybe not winning the game, but feeling positive. Um I can count on one hand again the amount of times we've came on and felt really negative and the only one I can think of is it's been the Cardiff game um, the lads responded again they got a result Ross Stewart scored again rinse and repeat um, I said you just outside the ground Ross Stewart was below the levels that we expect of him I thought yeah he wasn't it, it is standard he was quite poor he still scored a goal hit the bar he still made himself busy he wasn't as good as he was in the past but again that was what we said at half time they're not giving them the service we're playing as if we didn't have a striker but that changed second half that man's like worth his weight in gold it, it's goal. it's frightening if we don't have him because he's scored in the last few games and these results would have been a loss today it may have been a draw against Blackburn do we then go on the uh, he scored the second the game he would have been Blackburn 1-0 because he's scoring both ends <laughs> I, I suppose um, yeah I mean he's massive isn't he we haven't even touched on it but he's so important Ross Stewart like oh man I've spoke about this so many times and I feel like a blum and broken record he's irreplaceable it'll break our heart if he goes but for me I think regardless I think he will stay through January um, and they'll reevaluate in the summer yeah, and, and he's got 18 months on his contract. We're in no position where we have to sell. Um, I'd be just devastated if he goes to a championship club. If the Premier League team comes in and offers him the money and the step up, look, you've got to say, look, do do go that? and enjoy it. But if it's over penny pinching for another team in the championship, 
that's when they might see a bit of a backlash. Of course, the Premier League, hold your hands up and say, look, mate, go and enjoy it. Even, even your, your Rangers or a Celtic, I mean, obviously I know they're not linked, but a Rangers or a Celtic, you could say, well, potential bash at Champions League football, obviously both hugely passionate crowds. You, you can make allowances for those sort of moves. But I think ultimately, like a massive, another massive point on the board in many ways and a, a great response more players coming out with credit than not which considering where we were at half time I'm happy with that Brad are you happy with it? Yeah there's no reason not to be like we've came from behind we've showed a bit of character and just looking now we're still six in the league we're still in the playoffs Um, granted Watford and Borough play tomorrow and Norwich but Norwich and Watford play each other so both of them can't win yeah Um, it's a point it's seven points over Christmas Take That's it. a great return. To be fair, I thought we'd have beaten Blackpool. When we were looking at it, about the seven points, I thought Blackburn would have been the draw. Mm. And the other two, we probably would have won. We've won the first two. This one, we've got a point. Great. Put in the back pocket. Enjoy your new year. And we'll have a little break. Yeah. And we come back against Swansea, I believe, is it? On the 14th? Swansea on the 14th. More than a winnable game. Yeah, why not? Uh, happy New Year, everyone! Uh, cheers for the sports throughout the year. I did a little post yesterday. Uh, like, subscribe, whatever. Do we want? Enjoy. Stick it up your ass. Stick it up your ass. That's the <laughs> one. <laughs>